On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks are out west taking on the Arizona Coyotes for the final time this season. I'll be going over their projected lineup and their starting goaltender for tonight's matchup, plus a report that came out earlier this morning that the Blackhawks are expected to sign 2016 second-round pick Artur Kayumov to an entry-level contract. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, April 20th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first by following the podcast. It'll only take a quick couple of seconds, literally a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, feel free to leave me a review as well. I always greatly appreciate getting feedback from my tremendous listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then go and give your head a shake. Go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Each and every episode from here on out, folks, across the Lockdown Podcast Network is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please, please, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I just got over the 100 subscriber hump. I greatly appreciate all the support that I've been getting so far, but I'm trying to keep boosting. I'm trying to stay boosting those numbers up. Go and smash the like button for me as well if you like what you're listening to today. Also, go and drop a comment down below on what was your favorite Brent Seabrook moment of all time. Today is the three-time Stanley Cup champion defenseman's 37th birthday, so a quick happy birthday to Brent Seabrook. Go comment down below what your favorite Brent Seabrook moment of all time is. And also be sure to turn on those push notifications so you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. As always, thank you for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here today. Even though the episode is coming out a little bit later in the afternoon, the Blackhawks, since they're out in Arizona, we're two hours ahead, obviously, so the Hawks literally just finished up their morning skate here this morning, so I wanted to wait until that happened so I could get a better estimate at who's going to be in the lineup tonight, who's going to be the starting goaltender matchup, and all of that good stuff, um, but as I said, the Blackhawks will be squaring off with the Arizona Coyotes tonight. That's going to be a lovely 9 p.m. Central Time puck drop. I know a lot of fans are going to be tuning into that one, especially with the Chicago Bulls taking on the Milwaukee Bucks at 8.30 p.m. Central Time for Game 2 of their opening opening round uh, playoff matchup, um, especially considering that this is going to be, for the Hawks and the Yotes, a matchup between two of the uh, 
bottom six teams in the NHL at this point in the season. The Hawks are now tied for the fifth fewest points in the NHL with the New Jersey Devils, while the Coyotes are dead last on the season with only 49 points. But to be fair, the Oats have bested the Blackhawks in each of the last two times that these teams have squared off. After the Blackhawks picked up a 2-1 to win against Arizona in the opening meeting back in November, the Coyotes won the second game 6-4 to in January, and then just recently, uh, a couple of games, or a couple of weeks ago, excuse me, Arizona managed to defeat the Blackhawks 3-2 to in overtime during Jonathan Taves' 1,000th game celebration, which was uh, embarrassing to say the least. And funny enough, tonight is actually going to be former Blackhawks Stanley Cup champion Andrew Ladd's 1,000th career NHL game. So hopefully the Blackhawks can go and ruin his 1,000th game celebration like Arizona did to Taves uh, a couple of weeks back. Um, but tonight, Blackhawks are looking to get back to their winning ways, trying to even up the season series against the Arizona Coyotes out in the desert. And both of these teams, folks, not only I already talked about in terms of the standings, two bottom five teams in the NHL right now, but both these teams have been ice cold the past couple of weeks. Uh, For Arizona, kind of similar to the Blackhawks, they only have one win here so far in the month of April. And funny enough, that came against the Hawks uh, in Jonathan Taves' 1,000th game celebration. But aside from that, they've lost each and every game as well here in the month of April. And taking a look at their schedule real quick, um, the Yotes have a 9-1 loss to the Calgary Flames in April. They have losses of 7-1. 7 to 1 and 5 to 1 against the Vancouver Canucks. They lost 5 to 1 to St. Louis earlier in the month and they also got skunked 5 to nothing by the Anaheim Ducks. They have a 6-1 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights jammed in there as well. I I mean, they have been horrible for the past couple of weeks now. To be fair, so have the Blackhawks. They've also lost 10 of their last 11 games with their only win coming during Pat Foley's final game celebration which I'm drinking out of my Pat Foley mug that I got for being one of the first 10,000 fans at the UC that night. Thank you very much. But, uh, of course, both these teams not in the spot they'd want to be right now. Arizona was a little bit more predictable that this was going to be a terrible season for them. I remember having a crossover with uh, Robin from Locked On Coyotes earlier on in the year, and uh, we basically talked about how Arizona really weren't uh, focus too much on wins and losses this year. It's more of just a rebuilding process. They have a ton of draft picks coming up and just kind of whatever happened on the ice happened this season in their final year uh, down in Glendale for the Hawks. It's been a terrible last few weeks. Um, it's hard to watch this team at this point, which is why I'm sure there are not going to be many people in the Chicago land area tuning in for this one. Uh, but man, if they go out tonight and get played by Arizona, uh, even for someone like me who watches literally every game for the Blackhawks, it's going to be tough for me to tune into those final uh, five games of the year, harder than it already is. Um, so hopefully the Hawks will be able to maybe build off of that strong third period that they had in their last outing against the Calgary Flames, even though they weren't able to knot things up. They certainly played a lot better in that third period uh, than they did in the opening 40 minutes. So hopefully they'll be able to build off that and can find a way. Uh, to split the season series with the Coyotes and get back into the W column to kick off their three-game road trip out west. All right, there was a quick preview 
of tonight's lowly matchup with the Arizona Coyotes. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the Hawks' projected lineup and the starting goaltender matchup for the contest. But first, I need to talk to you all about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you can get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your front doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers you the flexibility to easily customize your online order or through the HelloFresh app. You can easily change your delivery day, your food preference, and your plan size. And you can now warm yourself up. Still a little bit chilly here in the Chicagoland area, so warm yourself up from the inside out with limited time recipes like beef tenderloin and cheese fondue, which is something I personally got to try, which was unbelievably tasty, as well as the miso sesame and bacon ramen that comes with shrimp in it shrimp in it as well i know all you ramen lovers out there like myself would greatly enjoy trying this and for a limited time offer go to hellofresh.com slash lockdown 16 right now and use the promo code lockdown 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts you heard that right folks you just got to go to hellofresh.com slash lockdown 16 and use the promo code lockdown 16 to get up to 16 meals for free and also three free gifts hello fresh america's number one meal kit all right we're back here on the lockdown blackhawks podcast moving into segment two now today i also wanted to be sure to get into the blackhawks projected lineup and their starting goaltender for tonight's game down in the desert First, we haven't officially heard this from the Blackhawks or from Derek King yet. He's probably set to talk to the media here any minute now while I'm in the middle of recording, but it sure doesn't seem like Mackenzie Whistle or Kirby Doc made the trip out west with the team for this three-game road trip. Doc's missed each of the last two games now due to a shoulder sprain, and then Mackenzie Whistle was forced to leave Sunday's game early against Calgary due to a shoulder injury as well. After the game, we heard Derek King say that Doc won't be traveling uh, out west with the club. Honestly, I, I personally think he's going to be shut down for the remainder of the season at this point. And then Entwistle, King added that he probably won't be coming along either. And based on uh, what we saw at the morning skate, I didn't see any reports that he was in attendance. So I'm going to assume that Mackenzie Entwistle didn't make the trip to the West Coast as well. And with Lucas Reichel, the top prospect for the Blackhawks, getting reassigned to the Rockford Ice Hogs on Tuesday morning, uh, that leaves the Blackhawks currently with only 12 healthy forwards for these three games on the West Coast, meaning that both Henrik Borgstrom and Philip Kurashev will be drawing back into the lineup here tonight. And for Borgstrom, we haven't seen him in forever. The last time he suited up in a game came on March 31st against his former team, the Florida Panthers. He hasn't dressed in a game since then, hasn't dressed in a game in the month of April. And honestly, with the way things were going, had it not been for these injuries to Doc and to Enwistle and had uh, Reichel not been sent down, I honestly don't know if we would have seen Henrik Borgstrom appear in another game for the Blackhawks this season or maybe even return in a Blackhawks sweater for the rest of his career. I really don't know what's going to happen with Borgstrom in the offseason. I mean, there can't be much trade value out there. He really didn't do a whole lot of anything this season, didn't take advantage of the opportunity. I don't know what Kyle Davidson is going to want to be doing with Henrik Borgstrom, but 
I definitely think uh, there is a good chance that this or however many games he's going to play coming up will be the final stretch of his career in a Blackhawks sweater. Uh, he's going to be playing down on the fourth line tonight with Reese Johnson and Boris Kachuk in place of Mackenzie Entwistle. As for Philip Kershev, though, I will say I was pretty ticked off with Derek King for healthy scratching him in the past few games. I mean, like I said in the first segment, there's nothing for the Blackhawks to be playing for at this point in the season. So why not give a youngster like Kurashev some more opportunities inside the Blackhawks' top six. And to King's credit, he was doing that for a couple of games there. He was putting Kurashev up on the first and second lines, and he was playing pretty darn well. In his past eight games, Kurashev has tallied two goals and three assists for five points, which is certainly more production than we've seen from him for the majority of the season. So uh, I really hope that King will be giving Kurashev some more chances inside the top six during these final games of the year. I believe tonight he's going to be playing on the third line with um, Taylor Radish and Sam Lafferty. On defense for the Hawks tonight, we're still not sure. We only saw the forward lines at the morning skate. Um, but based on what we've seen recently on Sunday against Calgary, Eric Gustafson and Riley Stillman were the two healthy scratches for the Blackhawks. I'd probably lean towards those two are going to be the ones out once again tonight. But if one of them were to draw in, I feel like it would probably be Riley Stillman in favor of Caleb Jones, because let's take a look at the other Blackhawks defensemen at this point. Alec Regula just scored his first NHL goal last game. Don't think he's coming out. Alex Vlasic, I like how the Blackhawks are continuously giving him opportunities game in and game out now. He's finally getting consistent action and consistent ice time. He's been playing on the top pairing with Seth Jones. It's been a little bit of a struggle for him. But I like, as I said, who cares if we lose these games? It really doesn't matter at this point in the year. So I like consistently giving him those opportunities. I do believe he'll be in the lineup once again tonight. Seth Jones, as we know, isn't coming out. Neither are Jake McCabe or Calvin DeHaan unless, you know, there's some injury that King tells the media about in a couple of minutes. Um, and, you know, DeHaan, he has been held out a couple of times in the past few games due to just being a little bit banged up from blocking all those shots. I believe he's the shot block leader in the NHL right now. Don't quote me on that, but I know he's certainly inside the top five. Um, so I don't think they're coming out. That kind of just leads me to believe that if, if the Blackhawks don't, in fact, go with the same decor that they did on Sunday, it would probably be Caleb Jones drawing out for Riley Stillman. There's just no point in playing Eric Gustafson again. Just let's not even go down that route. He has been a little bit better. Overall, in the last couple of months, I will say he's sturdied things up a bit, um, but he has no future here, and there's just absolutely no point in playing a guy like that in the final six games of the regular season when the Blackhawks, as I said many o times, have nothing left to play for. In goal tonight out in the desert, though, we do know that Kevin Lankinen will be making his fourth consecutive start in net for the Blackhawks, and Lankinen was in net uh, in that 3-2 to two overtime loss to the Yotes back on April 3rd. And all in all, I thought he, he's been pretty good these past couple of games. He had a little bit of a shaky outing against the San Jose Sharks, but uh, found a way to stop all three shots that he saw in the shootout, made a couple of saves in overtime as well. And then more recently, Saturday against Nashville, he made a ton of big stops. Uh, still, you know, I think the main issue with him is that he loses his net and doesn't have sound positioning. That's, I think, issue number one for Kevin Lankin and being an NHL netminder. Um, but you can't blame him for any of those goals that Nashville put by him. I mean, the Blackhawks defense had a couple of blunders there, and that was kind of 
The same story on Sunday against Calgary as well. The Flames put up three goals in that first period, but two of them came off ridiculous redirects, and the other one was Johnny Goudreau being left all alone in the offensive zone, which was a terrible idea by the Blackhawks defense. I mean, Goudreau is having a phenomenal season. I don't know if he's going to get many votes for uh, the MVP for the Hart Trophy, but man, he has been incredible and a huge reason why the Flames are currently the top seed in the Pacific Division and are a lot of people's favorites to come out of the Western Conference right now. So back-to-back starts where I thought Kevin Lankinen uh, played pretty well all in all as well in that game on Sunday or on uh, Monday against the Flames, excuse me. Uh, the second and third period, Lankinen made each and every stop that he needed to, including all 15 in the second period. So I do understand why the Blackhawks are going back to him once again tonight. And by starting Lankinen tonight, that also allows for Colin Delia to be in net against the Los Angeles Kings tomorrow, which that was his favorite team growing up in Rancho Cucamonga, California, which is one of my favorite city names to say. Uh, but he grew up a Kings fan. And this was talked about when the Hawks faced the Kings back on March 24th. Delia grew up a fan of the Kings, and his idol really growing up was Jonathan Quick. So it was kind of a cool scenario how he got to go one-on-one in net with Jonathan Quick and actually wound up getting the better of him by uh, leading the Blackhawks to a 4-3 shootout win thanks to him stopping 43 of the 46 shots that he faced, as well as all three in the shootout. So I understand why the Blackhawks went this route. It makes sense to give Delia a start like that in Los Angeles tomorrow. And also, Kevin Lankinen has been performing a little bit better here in his past two starts as well. All right, there are some updates on the Blackhawks' projected lineup and starting goaltender for tonight against Arizona. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the Hawks being expected to sign Artur Kayumov to an entry-level contract. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And I know we're almost in May now, folks, and it's pretty difficult to stick to that resolution. But if yours is or was about getting fit or even eating healthier, then you got to make sure to include Built Bar in your plan because right now you can get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And have you tried Built Bar Puffs yet? Because If not, you're seriously missing out on one of the best tasting protein bars out there on the market. And listen to these incredible flavors that they got. Are you going to go with cinnamon churro or coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, or cookies and cream? These are real protein bar flavors, folks, all of which are 200 calories or less and have 17 grams or more of protein. So either way you choose, Built Bar is going to make it easier to stick to that resolution because they taste so good you're actually going to want to eat them. Unlike some other protein bars out there, which can be chalky, dry, waxy, or even just taste like a chemical spill. And even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is also good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And for a limited time offer, go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment three now today before I let you all go and enjoy the rest of your afternoons. I also wanted to be sure to get into a report that came out earlier this morning 
from a Russian media company called Match TV, which stated that Artur Kayumov will finally be leaving Russia and is expected to sign his entry-level contract with the Chicago Blackhawks. And for those of you who don't know, Kayumov was the Hawks' second-round pick way back in 2016. He was selected 50th overall, but still has not come over to North America since being drafted, which is kind of made for this interesting back and forth over the last couple of years. Everyone keeps saying each and every summer, oh, Kayumov's going to come over this year. Kayumov's going to come over this year. And it just never end up, ended up happening. Um, back in following the 2019-20 season, Kayumov, actually, that was his first probably legitimate opportunity to come over to North America and get up to the NHL level. But ultimately, he decided to sign a two-year contract extension to remain in Russia with uh, Yaroslav Lokomotiv. But finally, it now sounds like the 24-year-old forward is going to be making the leap to the NHL. And a quick breakdown on Kayumov for those of you who aren't too familiar with him. He's a 5'10", 175-pound winger in this past season for Lokomotiv in the KHL. He tallied 10 goals and 9 assists for 19 points in 42 KHL games. And overall, since 2016-17, he's been playing in the KHL. He's tallied 89 career points and 229 career KHL games. So. Not exactly the most productive, but he has at least been getting a ton of good experience over in uh, the second best league that the world has to offer. And you got to think, you know, a lot of that, his early years, he was still only 18, 19, 20 years old, still kind of finding his game, still developing a little bit and really kind of understanding what kind of player he's going to be moving forward. Um, So Based on all of that, and also based on some of the numbers that we've seen, like I said, he only recorded 19 points in 42 KHL games this year, which I'm certainly not knocking Kayumov or anything, but I just kind of feel like um, he's probably due for a season or so down in Rockford first before making the jump up to the NHL with the Blackhawks. But when I was kind of prepping this episode, I thought at the same time, like, is Kayumov really going to be leaving the motherland to? come play AHL hockey, you know, that's kind of a difficulty that a lot of Russian draft picks or Russian prospects have. They don't want to leave Russia, specifically the KHL, where you can make pretty good money in your home country and to come to North America and play minor league hockey. You know, that's just not a situation that a lot of Russians like to take, not the path they like to go. Um, So I, I feel like the Blackhawks, I do believe that Kayumov will need time in Rockford, but I just feel like the Blackhawks kind of got to um, ensure him that he's part of the plans moving forward in that a year or so or however long it may be down in Rockford. Uh, That would be only to be getting him ready for what's to come in the future. I feel like that just needs to be communicated between the Blackhawks front office and uh, Kayumov and his agent. But in terms of Kayumov's game, I read a couple of scouting reports before recording today's episode. I will say most of them came from like, 2016 when he was drafted or in 2017 or 2018 there's nothing really all that updated as of late um but all these scouting reports about Kayumov largely say uh he's an undersized forward as i said he's only about 5'10 175 pounds kind of undersized for the NHL level but the main thing that pops out and the main thing that everyone touches on aside from that the main positive 
is that his speed and quickness are definitely his best assets, which when you look at the Blackhawks as a whole, they definitely need more of that in their lineup. There's not a whole lot of top-end speed guys. I feel like Sam Lafferty's probably uh, the best skater of the forward group. Mackenzie Entwistle is a good skater as well, but there's no real world breakers in terms of speed. I don't know if Kayumov's going to be that, but hearing that speed and quickness and skating ability is his number one asset, I definitely think that's going to mesh well uh, with what the Blackhawks are trying to add to that group moving forward. And then in terms of offensive production, Kayumov has kind of been deemed a shoot-first player, um, more so rather than just an overall playmaker, which does make sense if you kind of go and look at his stats over the past couple of years. Out of those 89 career KHL points that he's netted since 2016-17, 45 have come from goals compared to 44 from assists. So uh, definitely seems like more of a shoot-first player, more of a sniper than a playmaker. Kind of. To put it into perspective for you Blackhawks fans, kind of like Dominic Kubalik, I feel like. Not to say that Kayumov's going to go out there and pot 30 as a rookie or anything, um, just more so that uh, he, he's more so like Kubalik and that scoring is going to be his main threat rather than kind of creating off the rush for his teammates. But overall, it, it sounds like Kayumov, he's got the speed and the goal scoring ability to be... Um, a good offensive player. I think he'll probably slot ideally on the third line for the Blackhawks moving forward. Uh, but there is a whole lot of upside to his game because of that high end speed. And as I talked about already, the only concern that I have, oh, excuse me, hiccup right in the middle of the episode. I love that. The only concern that I have about Kayumov is whether or not he's going to be strong enough to have success at the NHL level. Um, when I saw that he was still only listed at 170 pounds, considering how he's been over in Russia for five years now, and I'm sure, you know, he's been wanting to make this jump to North America and play in the NHL. That's always been part of his plans. He just wanted to make sure the timing worked well, the Blackhawks roster situation worked well. Everything would be in his favor to get him NHL ice time as soon as possible. But the NHL has always been part of his plans. And considering that most of the scouting reports on him knock him for his lack of weight and his strength. I feel like if Kayumov's smart, um, that's something that he would have been working on for these past five years. So to only see him at 170 pounds, I wonder if that's not an accurate listing or if that's still his weight when he was drafted. I'm not sure, but if that is true, then I think he certainly uh, will need to get stronger, as I said, to have success over here in North America. But aside from that, it sounds like as I said, he has the game to potentially be a third-line scoring weapon for the Blackhawks sometime down the road. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see what the terms of this deal are. Hasn't been officially announced by the Blackhawks. As I said, Match TV in Russia was the first one to put it out, and no Blackhawks sources have really jumped on this yet. And I also believe that Kayumov won't officially be allowed to sign a deal with the Blackhawks until May 1st when his contract with locomotive expires. Um, but finally, it sounds like the Blackhawks 2016 second round pick Arthur Kayumov will be coming over to North America next season in order to make the jump to the NHL level. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday, April 20th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks. Go and follow 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you tune into your podcasts, and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast. His host, Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone, help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the Blackhawks or to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.